I think that's uh, that's better than a lunch for sure. Um, but I think I was talking to him a little bit after at the TV timeout, and I don't think he scored on me in junior, so I had to give him one, right? So. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Last night, Shane Wright broke the shutout bid of his own goaltender uh, last night in Canada's win uh, in a World Junior preliminary game. At least lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. And to join us to chat about the game, to chat about the tournament, it's a good friend of mine, Tony Ferrari, NHL Draft and Prospects Analyst with the Hockey News. Tony, what's up, pal? Not too much. How's it going, boys? Oh, we're doing pretty well. What, what do you think is proper protocol for what occurred last night, Shane Wright costing Goudreau uh, a shutout there. Is, is the sign stick enough, you think? Uh, in pre-tournament, for sure. If it's in the actual tournament, if it's in a, an elimination game or something like that, then uh, the price might be a little bit higher there. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a good point, I suppose. Um, so, interestingly enough, before we get into Team Canada, you know, it is Leafs lunch, and uh, as I typically do, I go and check out and see, all right, where are the Leafs at? Who can I watch? You know, typically, uh, Roni Irvinen and Topi Niemela have been doing their thing the last couple of years. Sweden sometimes has a prospect, whether it's a Matthew Nyes last season. You know, usually there's a couple of guys in Leafs Nation um, to keep an eye on. But this year, not a single Leafs prospect at the World Junior Tournament. Uh, does that say anything to you about this team and, and the young talent pool or maybe the, the lack thereof? Uh, not really. I think that this is a cyclical thing. I think every year, every few years, when you're a team like Toronto or Chicago back in the day, Detroit when they were good, um, you, you're always going to have players that aren't going to be on the, on the on the World Junior teams. I think Toronto's done a really good job of drafting well late in the draft, but at the end of the day, we kind of also haven't had that many first round picks in the last few years. Uh, this is also kind of a sign that some of the guys that have been starring at the World Juniors, like Hervinen, like Nemo, like Matthew Nyes they're going to be ready for the NHL sooner rather than later. They're 20 now. They're 21. So it's not necessarily going to be a long wait to see those guys. And at the end of the day, Ty Voigt should have been there, the U.S. team yeah. who had a good pre-tournament game, had a couple good ones, and they have some good scoring options. But their biggest hole is the scoring area, and that's where Ty Voigt really could have helped him out. And they didn't even invite him to camp. So uh, questionable decisions, as basically every country has at this one year. Which is bizarre, because is he not leading the Ontario Hockey League in scoring? Yeah, he's leading the, enti enti the entire Ontario Hockey League in scoring. Uh, as for assists, the only person that's relatively close to him in assists in the Ontario Hockey League would be him if you only took took account his primary assists. So he's absolutely <laughs> blowing, the, blowing the entire league out of the water right now as a playmaker. He's probably one of the best catalysts in, uh, to creating offense in the OHL. And the U.S. team is... Got a few goal scorers, but outside of some of their defensemen, they really lack the playmaking aspect. So I think that could have been a huge thing for them. But at the end of the day, USA has Logan Cooley. They have guys like Lane Hudson and Luke Hughes on the back end who are going to act like fours as it is. So I think they'll probably end up being okay. There's so much talent across the board on every roster, but particularly Canada. And Gordon Miller was tweeting about this earlier this week about how this might be the most explosive team Canada has sent to the juniors in a long time um, through two preliminary round games. And they are preliminary round games, so before we kind of get caught up. But they have outscored their opponents 12-1. Um, what do you make of that assessment? Do you agree with it? Do you um, have a, a team that comes to mind that you can think of that was maybe a little more highly touted as far as the offense goes? 
Honestly, this this team is really explosive. They they loaded up up front, and the craziest thing is they left a few guys off the team that probably could have been high end scoring options as well. David Goyette wasn't even invited to camp, and he's one of the better playmakers in the age group. So it, it's really interesting to see how explosive they're going to be. As for a team that compares, you really don't have one. I think the best one, and I think this team's probably better, is you go back to that Crosby Bergeron, that wild year when the NHL was locked out in 05, and how ridiculously loaded that team was. And they were loaded at every uh, position. I think this, this year's team on Team Canada, they, it's not that they're lacking on defense, but they chose a very strict kind of, uh, we're going to go with the big boys on the back end and go from there. But they've got so many guys that can do so many things up front that they're not necessarily going to need the puck movers on the back end that you uh, kind of assume that most teams would have, especially a team like Canada. So every year it seems like somebody comes out of the blue, kind of an under-the-radar type of guy who ends up becoming a, a bit of a household name um, by the end of the tournament. Who do you think could be that player for Team Canada this year? Well, I'll give you two, and one's a little bit well, more well-known, and that's Adam Fantilli. He's a guy that's kind of played second fiddle to Connor Bedard in the draft season this year. Um, I think he's going to have a real big chance playing that top six uh, right now with Stankoven and Dylan Genther to end up being maybe the leading scorer for this team. He's that good. He's one of the best two-way fours in the NCAA, and he's also one of the best scorers in the NCAA, so it's impressive what he's going to do. But the other guy I'll give you is Zach Ostopchuk, a Ottawa Senators prospect, and Leafs Nation may not love hearing that they've got a good prospect, but he's a guy that just plays the game as hard as he possibly can, a guy that you look at Zach Hyman and Michael Bunting, the way they play the game, and Leafs fans know those two well. And, and Zach Ostopchuk has a chance to kind of be that guy on this team. He's going to play a depth role, and he can chip in offensively. He can kind of grind along the boards. He's not the biggest guy, but he's going to play way bigger than he actually is. So he could be one of those guys that when you're looking for a, a big goal late in the game, he's a surprise name that scores it. We're talking with Tony Ferrari, NHL Draft and Prospects Analyst with the Hockey News. Um, you mentioned Connor Bedard's name really quickly there. That passed to Shane Wright, the fact that those two guys are just going to be playing together um, in this tournament is insane, and it's going to be a treat for all of us to watch. When we're projecting Bedard going to the NHL, obviously everyone's got him as the first overall pick. Is there a team that you feel like you'd want to see him play for more so than others in the NHL, or do you do you not have a preference? I know uh, we're we're still a little ways away from having that conversation. Uh, it, it's a little ways away, but I think there are a couple teams that stick out. I think Anaheim would be really, really fun. I think with Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry, guys like that on that team, along with a guy that's on this Team Canada team, Olin Zellwinger coming up, uh, Mason McTavish, who we all know from Team Canada last year, is there as well. Uh, and they've got Jamie Drysdale on the back end as well, despite him being hurt. The he'd, add, he'd put the cherry on top of that entirely really exciting young core. Also, Vancouver. I, I think it'd be so fun to see the kid play in his hometown, the team he's grown up cheering for. Uh, I saw a video earlier this year where they asked the entire Regina Pass team who's going to win the Stanley Cup. And this was when, when Vancouver hadn't yet won a game. I think there was seven or eight straight in the, to losses to start the season. And Connor Bedard still, with a big old smile on his face, goes, Oh, the Canucks, easy, no problem. And it's just <laughs> one of those that. things where you see a guy that's that, like truly that big of a fan. By the time they get to this age, a lot of times they're like, Oh, I'd love to get drafted by any team. It doesn't matter. Bedard, as much as he'll say that sometimes, he, he would love to play for the Vancouver Canucks. I think seeing him in, in, in a Canadian market in Vancouver being that star that helps bring them out of this weird kind of middling kind of mediocrity that they've been in the last few years would be really fun. 
In terms of the rest of the teams in this tournament, who do you expect to, to give Canada their, their biggest run for their money? I think USA is always a good good team. I think the big thing for them is they've got most of their scoring is going to come by, by the back end, being the, the best playmaker on the ice and being guys like that. They went with smaller, fast guys. Luke Hughes uh, is probably the biggest player on that back end. And then there's guys like Lane Hudson, Seamus Casey, who are going to be huge puck movers for that team. Um, they're a really solid team. They've got Logan Cooley as well up front down the middle. He's going to be probably their best forward, and it's going to be really fun to watch. But I think Sweden, as much as we watched them not play that great over uh, against the States the other day, I think they still have one of the best rosters at this tournament. They're missing a couple guys like Simon Edmondson, who often did not play in the tournament, but they've got the entire year garden line of Noah Ausland, Jonathan Lekaramarki, and uh, Liam Ogren, who were all first-round picks, top 20 picks last year. They've got Fabian Liesel, who's a Boston prospect, who was a top-five talent, but due to the fact that he kind of had some some issues with interviews and stuff like that at times, I think he fell down to 20 where they got him. They're, they've got so much skill and pace on that team that Sweden, as always, is going to be one of the best terms in this team or teams in this tournament. And then I think with, with Finland, they're always good. They're a team that I think they play such a pro system, they play such a, a well-rounded system that you could plug and play players that are lesser talent, and they're always better than some of their parts. And then Czech Republic is returning more players than anyone from this, this tournament uh, last year. They're a team that's got a ton of talent as well. They're in that second tier, I think, but they're going to be a team that probably upsets somebody. I wouldn't see, be surprised to see them or even Slovakia, who's a fun, feisty little team with some skill, make it to that bronze medal game maybe and upset one of the big boys and uh, take one of the medals from them. You just toss out a lot of names of prospects that we're all excited for. And I think that outside of Canada, we people watching the World Juniors may not pay attention to some of those rosters or prospects until they're kind of thrown in your face. But who who's your favorite prospect outside of Canada that you're going to be watching at this tournament that you're just excited to, to see how he progresses throughout it? Uh, I'll give you Leo Carlson, draft-eligible center for the Swedes. He's going to be playing on the wing at times in this tournament, but I think he's probably their best center overall, so I won't be shocked to see him end up there kind of by the time the tournament's over, especially if they do make a deep run. He's a guy that plays the game with such a blend of speed, power, and skill that you don't really see in the modern game. There have been a number of times this year where he's detailed one defender, thrown another defender on his back, and then made an incredibly skilled finesse move to kind of put the goalie's jock in the stands and and put the buck top shelf on on a three-on-one rush or on a one-on-three rush. And he, he's got such a fun game. I think he's going to be a really important piece for, this, for the Swedes. And he's a draft eligible, so he's going to be a guy that a lot of the teams in the bottom of the standings are going to want to pay attention to. All right, Tony, I'm putting you on the spot here. I need a podium prediction and the top score of the tournament. Go. Uh, podium is going to be Canada, Sweden, and Czech Republic. And then the top score, I'm going to say, is going to be Shane Wright. He's going to end up scoring more goals and scoring more than anybody at this tournament. I think he's going to want to go and uh, prove to everybody in Seattle that he, he should probably be in the lineup. Well, Canada currently at minus 130 on FanDuel to win the championship outright. And I'll be keeping an eye once they put those prop totals out there. And I might place a little futures wager on, uh, on Shane Wright because of your tremendous information and suggestion, Tony. Appreciate you taking the time to join us today, pal. Uh, enjoy the tournament. We'll catch up again down the road, and uh, have a Merry Christmas for you and the fam. Sounds good, boys. Have a good one. All right. There he goes. Tony Ferrari, 
from the Hockey News NHL Draft and Prospects Analyst. Man, that guy just wealth of information inside that big head of his. So 